Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Matt Dugmany Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, that's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you can go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. -on -one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is The BS. Hello, welcome to The BS episode 143. It's me, Digidude Nate, or Mexico Nate, I guess, and the lovely Miss Nikki D. <laughs> salacious and vivacious. You gotta say salacious yeah. and vivacious, Nate. I know. I can't remember all the the words. <laughs> all the adjectives. <laughs> yeah, I need a I need a little cheat written down. <laughs> Where's Brandon when when you need him? Right. Uh, speaking of yeah, Brandon's not here, and uh, Bailey isn't here. Bailey is driving right now, as you know. He's doing his cross country road trip. Yes. Um. So he hasn't uh, been able to stop yet to get us some audio. So, so the rest of the week we're gonna have some road trip audio from Jason. I don't know. What do you think he's gonna talk about? Well, since he already called me earlier, I have a good idea that he's going to talk about his first stop, which was Graceland. He had some oh. feelings about that, and I'm sure he's going to share those feelings because we all know he does not <laughs> keep his feelings on the inside. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> so basically this is going to be a little bit shorter episode um we are going to do one question with brandon to get that in um and then we will have an interview after this so stick around um but brandon also couldn't make it so of course <laughs> so brandon he couldn't make it yeah yeah so he recorded <laughs> uh, a question and um and so we're going to play it and then nikki and i will discuss uh one question with brandon and our heads are going to hurt yes i can i can already feel it <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay, here's Brandon's question. It's the handy dandy, oh so extra dandy, Andy Sparks with Sparky's Lawn Care. Give him a call for all your mowing, trimming, and edging needs. Yep, you heard it right. Veteran owned, operated since 2020, Sparky's Lawn Service. Springs right around the corner, so get your grass cut. Get a hold of Andrew Sparks today with Sparky's Lawn Care at Sparky's Lawn at the Gmail extension if you have email. Or call, preferably text, more than likely, 706 897-2199. All right, so here's the question. Are there really more nipples in the world than people? Like, are there more nipples or people? Like, are, you know, maybe some people have no nipples and some people have extra nipples. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so as suspected, yes. <laughs> but just well, like last week, Betty's like, oh, your, your question is, is easy. Is this is that. I feel like this question is easy. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. I, I think I need to be a little stoned to talk about this question. So I'm going to hit this bomb. <laughs> I feel like this one's going to be definitely easy. And it's simple mathematics, right? Because he said, are there more nipples on earth than people? And if I got to go by simple mathematics, and, and I do, you know, because I cannot let him give me an aneurysm. One body has a minimum of two nipples. So that you're, they're already, the odds are already two to one. 
And then he 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 broke it down and say if they have extra ones, then of course that's even a, another number added. So I think just simple mathematics say two to one says there's more nipples than people. It's, it's kind of like a duh. Yeah. So going by what I think he meant by the question, I agree with you. I think uh, even though there's probably some people that have gotten in some uh, jackass style accidents and maybe lost a nipple or two here and there, and obviously uh was it like a double mastectomy you, you they get your nipples off yeah yeah uh so, so th- i don't feel like i don't know I, how many people do you think have three nipples but you're right people there's already two to one it's all initially. the odds are already two to one yeah. and even a lot of people that have reconstructive surgery and things like that with their breasts um in some cases they save their nipples so oh yeah yeah That's um like the the trans surgeries where they the uh, women are transitioning to men and they get their boobs cut off. They save their nipples so they still have them, you know? Yeah. So outside of, you know, the few cases of mastectomies where they literally take everything, most people have their nipples. So I'm I'm going to go there's more nipples than people just because of the mathematics. Yeah, yeah. And for the people that are probably screaming at their streaming device right now, um, what I was going to point out, which I'm sure some other people picked up on is, his question was, are there more nipples than people in the world? He didn't say people nipples. There are, I mean, dogs have like fucking six or eight nipples. There's, yes. you know, pigs. Like every animal, ha- almost every mammal has nipples. So there are far more nipples than people in the world. Definitely. That's um, a good point. But I, I like I said, that. he probably meant people nipples, but he did that. So he definitely did um, we're in agreement. More nipples than people in the world. More nipples than people. More people than nipples. Uh, Nate, you sent me a picture of a person that was dressed up like a bird. What What were you into today? <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to get back to the to the house to to record this with you, and <laughs> we were getting groceries, and the roads uh, shut down, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> we see these uh, kind of dancers going by. I see some feathers and shit, and it's I forgot it's Carnival. So there's a parade and I've, you know, been out of town for a while in Mexico city. So there's been a parade, I guess, every night that shuts down the kind of the main pedestrian street and you can't get through. So I was a little late because there was a bunch of dancers out there and uh, (laughs) were they they flamenco dancers? Flamingo dancers. I'm not sure what they're called. I think it's cool. I've always wanted to go to one of those like carnival scenes because I know um, some people from my social media that like travel around to these different carnivals where they dress up like that with all the headgear and it looks like a really good time, but they have them all over, all over the world at all different times of the year. Actually, they have them. It's just kind of, I think, a coincidence oh, now that this is happening during Mardi Gras. I don't know. Is it? Because Mardi Gras, is, isn't that kind of like a religious thing somewhat? I mean, I know not the the parties and everything, but doesn't Mardi Gras mean like no meat or or it's like the last day before Lent or some shit like that? I don't know. I've never known the the straight of Mardi Gras. I know that um it happens in February every year. It originated in Alabama, which I, I I know a lot of people don't know that. They think it originated in New Orleans, but it originated in Alabama. And then it spilled over into New Orleans. Now, somebody did tell me why it originated and what it meant, but I never heard that it was a religious belief. I always oh, yeah. associated with like voodoo hoodoo. Okay, so yeah, I found So Mardi Gras, duh, in French, means Fat Tuesday. Mm. And it is a celebration beginning on or after the Christian feast of and cultivating on the day of Ash Wednesday, which is known as Shrove Tuesday. Okay. So it is a religious thing. So it is religious. Oh, I don't know how this uh, showing your boobies turn, uh, came from this religious thing, but <laughs> I like it. it has <laughs> I might need to start going to church with you, Nikki. No, we ain't doing that. We ain't showing boobs for bees at the church. We are not doing that at the church. Hey, enough of that communion wine. You mm-hmm, might. You don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> hint, hint. It's just some little grape juice. Ain't no real wine. <laughs> What? Oh, I've been lied to. It's just some grape juice. It's it's a simulation of. (laughs) It is not real. I did get something today that was like fulfilling to me, though. Speaking of like church, you know, I'm all about the inspiration and you know spreading the good news around. Mm -hmm. And so I quote hope. Yes, I wish I could do my quote hope on here. Anyways, um, I got to go talk to some kids today. And the and this was literally like the most rewarding thing I've been able to do thus far for me. 
this isn't the first time I've went and spoke to you. I've done that a few times, but this was the first time that I spoke to troubled youth. The other, like, so the other kids that you've spoken to before, is it usually like school kids or church kids? Like how old are these kids? I'm normally going to talk to kids that are like in high school um, or their first year in college, seniors that's getting ready to go into college. And we're going in to talk to them about careers and choosing a career and that sort of thing. Um, the last group of kids I spoke to was a it was a church youth type um, convention. And there was a panel of us speaking to the church kids. So it's normally always kids that are, I don't know where these kids come from, but I'm going to say homes with parents and they're in school and they're going to college. So it's these type of children. This is my first time speaking to kids that were homeless. Um, some of them were pregnant. Um, a lot of them have not finished school. They dropped out of school. So um, this place has a program in place. They feed them three times a day um, to, so they can come somewhere and have food. Um, they offer a GED program. They offer um, help with learning how to interview, get jobs. I donated seven bags of clothes <laughs> since I was going nice. down there. Um, you know, help with interview style and, you know, stuff like that. So when I went in, the counselors were just kind of talking to me about the audience that I would have. And so I'm not going to lie. I'm normally not nervous about things. But knowing my audience when I went in, I was a little bit nervous because I, I was hoping that I would be able to say something that would register or get through that would really help one of these kids turn their lives around. And I'm saying kids, but they were ages 16 to 24. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's an mm -hmm. awesome service. Cause yeah, they just need something to, to get them like kind of thrust into the world. Like, a, you know, know how to do an interview, yep. uh, you know, some great clothes and everything. Wow. That's awesome. Did you get any, was it like scared straight? Like, are you trying to like yell at them? No, 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 no. I'm literally trying to inspire them. I'm trying to tell them <laughs> who I am, what I do for a living and let them know that the pretty much the sky's the limit. You may have had a rough start in life, um, you may not have come from good homes. Like I said, some of them are homeless. And when I say homeless, they're sleeping in tents uh, in downtown Atlanta. I went in to literally offer these kids hope, which, you know, that's what I stand for. My quote of hope. I went in to offer these kids some hope and tell them regardless of who you are, what you look like, where you come from, you can come up out of that and still be successful, functioning members of society and, and don't give up basically was what I went in to talk to them about. And when I finished, they were like just clapping. And so one of the guys said to me like, dang, you way better than me. When I spoke to them, they they didn't let alone clap. They was falling asleep. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I, you know, influenced somebody. And when they were walking out to me afterwards to the car, one of the little boys said to me, he said, um, your message was so good and it was so powerful. He said, the only thing I hate is that more people weren't there to hear what you had to say because I really think they needed to hear it. And, like, that touched my heart, Nate. Damn. I was like... And then you said, well, you're in luck because I've been going live this whole time and it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I did say, you know what? I Hopefully you retain the information so well that you'll be able to pass it along to them and let them know what they missed. And he said, yes, ma'am, I sure will. So that was that oh, was yeah. what I did today. That was so fulfilling for me. So I I I'm gonna give y'all two little seconds of my encouragement because I don't normally get to do this. If you have an opportunity to go and pour into the life of the youth, please please take the opportunity to do it. I don't care if it's you talking to them for five minutes. I'm telling you, it could be life changing for one of them. It really could. Yeah, I think we all have you know a teacher or some some kind of figure growing up that mm -hmm. really like struck home with you and you remember and yep. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, more people do that. And then, and you know, that they realize that they did have a, an impact on people's lives. That's yep. great. Yep. So that's pretty much what I did today. And after that, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I went to visit my family and I just been up looking crazy because my, I can't sleep good through the night. So it's just like, oh, now I'm ready to knock out and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> No carnivals for you, huh? No carnivals for me, old lady. Oh man! All right. Well, oh, so how do you think Bailey's trip's gonna go? Let's let's cover that real quick before we get out of here. Okay, so he sent me his map coordinates just in case they go missing. So my prediction is they've made it to their first stop tonight, 
And uh, you guys may not be getting any content from other than me and Nate because I think probably in a day or so they're going to go missing. <laughs> he spoke it. He spoke it. I did. Yeah, he did say that. He did. Oh, I saw he was at a Bucky's. Have you, you've been to Bucky's? I love Bucky's. I've been twice, and it's like going it's to Disneyland. So it's kind of expensive, though. Maybe I, or maybe I just used to Mexico prices, but. The last time I went, I was like, oh, I'm going to get like this sandwich and this thing over here. And I'm like, damn, it's like $45 at this point. <laughs> every time I go to Bucky's, I spend $50 or more every single yeah. time. They are very damn, expensive. Yeah. But you feel like you have to buy stuff when you go in there because it's so much yeah. stuff. Yeah, because it has that like idea of like, you can't get this at a, a gas station normally. I have to get it now. <laughs> Even though it's, it's kind of like a Walgreens or something at this point. <laughs> but look, you're in there buying stuff. You can buy other places. Like, I got a, a freaking soda from the fountain. Get that anywhere. I got a, a, a brisket sandwich. Granted, you can't get a Bucky's brisket sandwich anywhere, but I could get a brisket sandwich somewhere else. But you feel like you have to buy it from there. And the two yeah. times I've gotten a jerky, I've been a little disappointed. Oh, really? I haven't had the jerky. I mm -hmm. did bring a, a bottle of the barbecue sauce to Mexico because it's so good. I love that barbecue sauce. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I saw you stop at, stopped at the Bucky's, but I don't know. I feel like if anything, hopefully everything goes great, mm -hmm. but I feel like if anything happens, they'll get like a flat tire or something. That's money, a long way to drive and not run over some shit. But all the money he just paid to, to get that truck fixed before they left, I would hope. Oh, his... or maybe that's what'll happen. Something will go wrong with something he fixed. Yeah. It'll be like the the thing at Best Buy that the guy installed and it was wrong or whatever. I bet the guy, like when he took mm -hmm. it out, cut some cable and I don't know. Maybe nothing will work. The brake lights don't work and he gets rear-ended or something. Whatever but they're all that, okay. Whatever that thing is, he didn't want to pay for anyway. And then guy's like, You gotta get all of it. He'll be like, I didn't even need this. My car just stopped yeah. in the middle of the street and you didn't flush it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like i don't know what happened my didn't replace the washer fluid and my car blew up mm. or the windshield wipers because he replaced them windshield wipers because he said he just got them done they're gonna they're gonna be in a torrential downpour and involved yep. in a flood warning and his windshield wipers ain't gonna work yeah exactly so well we hope we wish none of that happens we wish him the best have uh hope he's having a safe <laughs> road trip um and hopefully we'll have some audio for you tomorrow from him uh but for now we're gonna leave you with a uh, little mad dog manny hold up wait a minute let's hear from our sponsors just about everything needs to be insured in your life right so find the best in the business that'd be sean camp at country financial house boat motorcycle car you name it needs to be insured how do you get a hold of sean easy call him he'll pick up 678-519-9028 Tell them Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com, S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial, it is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh -uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. InspectAllServices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. Hey, fellas, you want your life to change almost overnight? Yeah, well, schedule a call with Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Even if you don't live in Georgia, you still can get a hold of somebody over at Nuberty and talk to them because they can service you from wherever you're at. Menswellnessleague.com. Just schedule a phone call right there on menswellnessleague.com. Also, take advantage of the special that they offer up just for you two percenters. Make sure you mention the BS, Bailey, the podcast, something. Get the combine for $149. That's going to start your journey, fellas, to a totally different world. Maybe testosterone maintenance, maybe medical weight loss, maybe erection correction, maybe PRP therapy for your hair, whatever, right? But you got to put in the work. Got to put in the work. Menswellnessleague.com. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife, 404-797-4600. 
That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor. And that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy and she's my wife and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am rachelguy at gmail.com. Are you asking yourself right now, who's doing my taxes this year? Because the guy last year, (laughs) no way, not happening. Well, let me answer that question for you. Alliance Tax Solutions. You go to keepmy.money. That's a website, www.keepmy.money. It says it all in the URL. Tax resolution, tax planning, tax preparation, bookkeeping. Georgia-based, face-to-face tax resolution firm. They are the best in the business. 25 years combined experience, and they've resolved millions of back tax debt for their clients. So if that's you, Alliance Tax Solutions, that's the solution. www.keepmy.money. And back to you, Jason. The Mad Dog. There he is, Manny Aurora. The AuroraLawFirm.com making one of his monthly visits to the BS podcast. In street clothes, I'm guessing you're going to work out. I've got uh, virtual court this morning, then I'm going to work out. So, so you can go to virtual court wearing a hoodie? No, I'm gonna got a shirt in there. So in the car. So the, the court will see a shirt, but underneath, like on the bottom half, I got shorts. You got shorts on. I didn't you, want to wear a tie with shorts on in here. I didn't want to send the wrong signals. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be cool, man. <laughs> I'd be totally down with that. What is your What is your Zoom court hearing over? Uh, drug traffickers that were stopped on I-20 in DeKalb County. And you're defending them? Well, of course. Yeah, okay. So well, how are you defending them? Did they find... Well, first off, let me ask you some questions. Did they find drugs in their car? They did. Okay. Where were the drugs in their vehicle? Um, in the back seat. In, in the, the back seat? Just yeah. laying on the back seat? Well, I mean, they were hidden, obviously, inside a bag, inside another bag, inside a third bag. So they were trying to hide the drugs? No, they were just sitting on the back seat. They. Um, what had happened is the government with wiretaps and stuff, was watching somebody completely different. And these folks just happened to go to that house that morning, and so the cops called the GP, uh, Georgia State Patrol, and said, find a reason to pull these guys over. So the reason was that there was a light drizzle and their headlights weren't on in the car, which was a rental, but it's supposed to have automatic lights, but I guess they didn't come on. And so they pulled them over for that. And then a lot of rigmarole, eventually wanting to search the car, which legally shouldn't happen if you're just being ticketed for not having your headlights on of course they never get the headlight ticket and the cops are like we smell marijuana like well you know there's just cocaine in the car and these guys aren't stupid so the ubiquitous marijuana gets you again and um, that's how they get caused to go into a car and so we're going to be fighting that out in court in the next few weeks well you say they're not stupid but they're not actually brilliant either because they're trafficking drugs well i mean if you're good at it i guess you're Okay. <laughs> are any of your clients guilty? Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, these people are guilty, but you have to do it right. The cops can't just come up. They know the rules. You pull over for some BS, no pun intended to the show, and then you um, go from a regular headlight violation to, yeah, we have to search your car, and I smell marijuana, so I've caused to do it. But isn't that good police work, to be able to get to that point, saying, oh, we, you know, we pulled them over for a traffic violation, and... Thank God we're good enough cops to realize that there was cocaine in the back seat. Did you miss the part where he said they were told to find any reason to pull them over? That's not good police Well, work. that's his opinion. That's not No, no, that's the truth. I mean, it was a, a federal slash task force investigation looking up at a house. So when the car comes and goes, they just contact unrelated GSP folks and tell them to pull it over and get a reason to search the car. The stop is fine if you want to say, okay, the headlights weren't on. I get it. But you can't and keep saying, oh, there's this mystical marijuana smell so I can get into your car and start searching all over the place. That's my point. There's not a level of intelligence or culpability. You're supposed to follow the rules for everybody. So the issue I have is a lot of the people that are like in your status, upper middle class kind of thing. Oh, the Constitution. It's not a technicality. I mean, that's what you're supposed to happen. This could happen to you. It could happen to anybody else. The point is, well, I would never do it, so it doesn't matter. That's not how it works. It's either across the board, equal for everybody, black, white, or whatever, or you don't do it. Well, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. There's no marijuana in the car. There's no marijuana smell in the car. That has been the biggest 
well, the biggest financial boon for me in the history of my career is cops saying to smell marijuana when it's not a marijuana case so they can pull people over and arrest them. And then I get to defend them. That's a thing, right? Oh, that's yeah. a huge thing. That, yeah. that is the number one way you make drug trafficking cases without a big investigation type situation is always smell marijuana. There's police departments where you pulled up police reports for years. The officer would do it the same way every single time. I mean, I remember vividly about 12 years ago, I had a guy, his sole job was to run five to 10 kilos between Atlanta and Savannah once a week. That's all he did. He didn't have a fancy car, didn't play his music loud, didn't go excessively fast, didn't look anything flashy, didn't smoke marijuana, but you go through Butts County or some of those places, they will pull you over for driving while whatever, and they'll search. And so we would pull these reports, and it was the same language in every single one. And the guy, basically, they take his bail money, which is $50,000, and we call it a day. And if you ever go through some of those counties going down 75, you'll see on the back of the cars, seized by drug dealer funds and this and that. that. That's all. It's just a scam. This forfeiture thing is going on every single day. You'll see stories in the New York Times, Washington Post, all that stuff. NPR did a big expose a few years ago about forfeitures. It's all just a scam. I smell marijuana, I'm going to get into your car and get it. So the problem is you'll never know how many other cars that they stopped where there was nothing in there and the people are standing on this side of the road getting their car searched. Was that guy you're talking about, black guy? Yeah. Yeah. Black guys don't traffic cocaine. They're weed guys. White guys do the cocaine. That's completely false. Is it really? Yes. Is that racist? Uh, man, I don't. I don't know why he, some of the stuff he comes up with. I don't. Even That's know not what it racist. Is. That's just <laughs> black guys only sell weed. I didn't say only sell oh, weed. You didn't say crack. I yeah, black guys would be more of a crack thing. White white people are doing the cocaine, and white kids are doing small amounts of marijuana. Everybody is doing everything at this point. There is not a color on drugs anymore. Okay, it's, I, how, it's, about, how about this? This is what the, okay. So if that were quote unquote racist, you'd agree with this. White people cook meth black people do not cook meth i'm sure that some black people somewhere do i don't know i any, don't think so but i'm sure there's some somewhere many yeah. aren't oh maybe we could say the hispanics cook meth and do all that kind of stuff we've all watched walter white and all that right so yeah if there's money in it everybody will sell it it's everybody drugs will. are colorblind as far as that goes like heroin you wouldn't think african-american people would sell heroin but they do yeah that's a white drug too Heroin. Yeah, well, meth used to be the trailer park white per thing, and crack was a trailer park black thing, so it's just yeah. is what it is. Isn't that weird? Like, there's certain drugs that are kind of stereotypical for certain races. Like, you never you never think, like, a black guy would be uh, a cigarette smoker. So every time I see a black guy smoke a cigarette, I'm kind of, like, shocked. That's more of a white <laughs> thing to do, right? And, and, and by the way, neither for, not, neither for better or worse. I'm just saying, stereotypically, you don't see that black guys don't dip. Now, I will give you the dip. Plenty of black guys smoke, they, and they smoke Newports. But I don't see a lot of black people dipping. My grandmother dipped, though. What, yeah, but wow. why, what, why, 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 why? Snuff, that's what, what they call it. Snuff. Why, is snuff. it. why is it just a white thing? Isn't that weird? I don't know why. I think it might be because of, like, um, demographics, what, what was available, what, what you were able to get your hands on. That's what I think. So I'll give you that's some good. inside baseball about heroin. So this whole YSL thing that's going on, right? That trial, that mm-hmm. they're still going through jury selection or whatever. I mean, from what I understand, it's essentially based on the Haitians coming up from Miami with regards to heroin sales up here in Atlanta sort of started all this stuff because all the gangs are essentially under the blood sect, right? They're subsects and they're fighting with each other. And it was all based on heroin amongst African-American people. Really? Hmm. Yeah, that was essentially the start of a, a little that, bit of a beef. So silly that you'd kill somebody over a drug. It's just, I mean, I, I know it happens all the time and every day. It's just the silliest thing in the world. You're killing somebody over uh, an object that doesn't give a damn about you. Yep, and the, and I do know the reason why they said uh, more white people use cocaine um, is because is of the price. Point? Is that you that's dinging over there? Yep. Stop dinging. Because of the price. Is the price? Yep. Yeah. Couldn't afford it. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this uh, drug dealer that you're trying to get off the, the hook. Yes, and understand for the listeners, this isn't a moral question or anything. My job is Mm. to make sure it gets done right. You don't get to cut corners just because you wear a badge. Mm. So everybody should get equal treatment under the law, and they didn't do it right. Hopefully the judge will agree, but if they don't, then we're going to be facing a lengthy jail sentence. So this could be like just thrown out entirely. If you're able to prove that they were pulled over for the wrong reasons, 
Right. So, yeah, if, then the drugs are out. If the drugs are out, the case yeah. is over. Well, why were they targeted? That's what I meant to ask you. Because they went well, to that house. They went to the house oh. that was a subject of the investigation. So oh. if the cars are coming and going, they'll follow them up and hope, you know, something's going on. Well, that's reason. That's that's reason to pull somebody out if they're coming from a drug house. Right, but when you don't say that's the reason why I pulled them oh, over. Oh, they didn't say that. Right, so you'll call them and say, find another reason, because we <clears> don't <throat> want to jeopardize the investigation that's going on. This way it looks like, oh, it was just some random stop that so you know, you, tagged you. So if they said that we pulled this car over because we witnessed the car leaving a known drug house, that would not have been good enough? No, because how do you know they have drugs in the car? What if I just went over there to say hi or drop off a cake or just see my friend? I mean, you can be friends with somebody that deals drugs without being involved in the drug trade. Oh. What did anybody see that that, can, that causes you to think that there's now drugs in the car? Right. They could have been borrowing a book. Yeah, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What happened to your, your guy from the last time you were here when you were going to court? Did he get a lot of time? Um the one that we were going to lose, he ended up getting, I think, three years on the dot. What did he do again? Um, it was bribery with regards to governmental contracts. Oh, that's overseas. right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The judge was not having it. I mean, just not having it. So I he's in jail get, right now? No, he won't go to jail for another couple of months. Um, in federal court, if it's a nonviolence offense, typically you can do what's called self-reporting. Uh-huh. So after you get sentenced, you go back home, you'll have your ankle monitor or whatever. And then usually within three months or so, there'll be a space open up at a lower security jail and you'll just go there when they send you a letter saying show up by such and such date does he get any time served or he had to do three years well you get 15 percent good time in the federal system and then there's some other pluses and minuses of some time but essentially it's going to be about 22 months that he'll probably do wow Can you, I, that, I, that feeling i've always Ooh. wanted i don't want to know what that feeling's like <laughs> But I've always wanted to know what that feeling is like to know that you've just been convicted. You have to serve three years of your life. A lot can happen in your life in three years, right? And you're home killing time until you go to serve and you have to willingly walk in and say, hey, I'm ready to serve my time. That uh, It's I that 24-hour movie with Edward Norton. Yeah. That movie, as much as I love that movie... That movie makes me feel so uncomfortable, especially at the end when he's driving with his dad. And he's like, I can just keep going, son. And, and they're going through the time lapse of him getting older and all this other stuff. Just freaks me out. Absolutely freaks me out. Well, that movie's exactly this, right? You've been convicted, you get sentenced, and then you have a self-report date. And so that letter comes in the mail and he's going through whatever. And you have to drive yourself to the prison to turn yourself in. Mm-mm-mm. Can we talk to him before he goes? Think he'd come on? I don't know. I guess I could ask him. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. It would be nice. We can put some money in his commissary, like okay. for him to come on the show. <laughs> now we're bribing the briber. <laughs> we're bribing no, no, he the was briber. taking the bribe to help get the contract funneled because he was a governmental employee. Yeah, he got to roll into the stick there, B-Man. That's what happened. Mm. He, he uh, According to Manny, at least. But that's what Manny they does. Well, I didn't they got him. say the raw end of the stick. I just said he took the bribe, and unfortunately the paper trail's there, you know, as far as that goes. So he took a deal, and then we had to litigate over how much time he should get. Do you think his wife will leave him? No. Three years. That's a long time not to have sex. I mean, Well, she have you been married that long? Will. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> to have some of your callers, <laughs> <laughs> listeners call in, three years isn't that long. Oh, <laughs> That's bad. It's like Christmas, birthday, and Valentine's Day. I think if you're, be fine. If you're married and haven't had sex with your wife in three years, unless your pee-pee's broke or her pee-pee's broke, then you need to get out of that relationship. That's horrible. No, no, I'm not saying they haven't had sex. I'm just saying it's not the, the end of the world. married people as, don't have sex on a regular, Manny? Yes, I'm saying married That's people don't saying. have sex. Jason's the exception because he's a player. Yeah, well, Big Daddy Bang Bang still lives. No, it's an important part of the job. The pill fixes everything. Uh, I can't help it. Rach can't keep her hands off me. I don't mean, call him Conan the Jason for nothing. Yeah. Bonan the Jason. Bonan. More like Bonan. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, all right, here's some email questions. You can always get them uh, to us to get to Manny through the website, podcastthebs.com, podcastthebs.com. You can post it on the social. Uh, we'll get to some of the voicemails as well. If you ever have a voicemail for Manny, you can leave that at 404-369-3825, 404 369 All right, here we go. Uh, what is a certain issue 
Uh, this is Jeopardy. What is a certain issue? I was told my case needed investigation of certain issues. Oh, what is, you know, parentheses, I guess, certain issue. What does that mean? I guess if it's a criminal case and the lawyer's saying they need a private investigator to look up something, the issues are generally you got to find a witness, go interview folks, because the lawyer doesn't want to go do it alone because you make yourself a witness if that person uh, changes their testimony because then you'd have to get on the stand to contradict what they'd said. So generally you hire PIs to do social media research, find witnesses, and go interview witnesses for you, or you interview them together. Gotcha. All right. My neighbor burned my house down and was found guilty. The local DA got him uh, out with understanding I was to receive. My money lost. Time has passed. No money. And the criminal has sold his house. No word from criminal or DA. Do I have any rights or options to try to cover my loss? Well, it depends how long ago this was because you could file a civil suit against the person and their insurance uh, against your insurance as far as that goes. But if he was sentenced and restitution was ordered with regards to your house, then you could have his probation revoked if the restitution hasn't been paid. So I would contact the DA's office. They always have a victim advocate section Mm -hmm. and talk to him and say, what's up with the case? And then hopefully get the probation officer's name and number and, you know, you could have him arrested if Mm. restitution was part of his probation. That sucks. The neighbor burned out. I wonder if he did it on purpose. Well, if he got a DA charge, that sounds like an arson charge. So that would imply it was on purpose. How mad does your neighbor have to be at you to burn your house down? He's off. That could be extreme negligence, like you're burning leaves or something in the backyard, well, which that's is what against saying. the ordinance, and then it sets it up. But you're still going to be charged because nah, that's a... I watched this, the show on the ID channel with these neighbors feuding. Oh, yeah. Them feuds Fe- get crazy. Fear thy neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those people get crazy. It starts with a simple argument. Then they start yelling at each other at the mailbox. and Then they start it, killing each other's dogs. With poison. Yeah. <laughs> Control. <laughs> like, every story is the same. It escalates. Yep. By, the, by the end, they're shooting each other through Somebody's their windows. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's dead every time. <laughs> Over something stupid like, I can't believe you're blowing leaves at 8 o'clock on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silly. I was searched by two state troopers and no drugs recovers, but I gave the drugs to ambulance guy in the back of ambulance. Are these cavemen that are writing this stuff? <laughs> I had the drugs on my nuts. He acted like he was gone, get rid of them, so I would have just dumped it in the hospital room bathroom. I faked, it's harder to read these because they're, they're written like this. I faked the whole event to get rid of the drugs. He gave it to them at hospital, and they charged me with it. That ain't legal, right? <laughs> No, it's pretty legal. I mean, if you, you should go to jail drink. just because of that. I mean, <laughs> like, you need to take English classes in jail just because you cannot write properly. It could be autocorrect. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay. So the idea is, I guess the cops came over or searched your car, didn't find the drugs because you're hiding them in your junk, right? Right. Nuts. I don't know why an ambulance was called because it would imply that maybe there was an accident that caused the cops to come. And he had he drugs said he on his faked shirt. something, so maybe he starts saying he was having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> well, then the interesting thing is the ambulance people aren't going to check your junk, you know, if you're having a heart issue or something like that. So if you voluntarily gave the EMT the drugs, he can turn it over to the police. It's completely legal and say, hey, this dude gave me cocaine or marijuana or whatever it was, and you'll get charged. So you should have just kept it till the hospital and flushed it in the toilet if you wanted to get away with it, I guess. But if you give it to somebody... Yeah, I mean, that's a private EMT company. They'll, it's just like me giving something to Nikki. Hey, here's this yellow thing. You could call the cops and say, this guy gave me this yellow thing, and there we go. So are you saying that if He's you... He's Well, no, if you say... Are you saying that Are you if you request somebody in the ambulance to check your nuts, they will not do it? No, I'm saying... No. I'm sure they could do it if it was appropriate. You can't just start <laughs> fondling people. You know, hey, my eye hurts. Oh, let me grab your nutsack, you know. Just exactly. <laughs> because I'm telling you, if you're hard up and you're one of these married people that Manny's talking about, I'd be calling the ambulance like every other week to my house just for them to feel me up. I would just call Robert Kraft's massage lady massage in Florida. Lady. I fa- happy ending. I found out that they, I've got, I've got some friends in Kennesaw that I hang out with from time to time. And they're, uh, we're at this bar on uh, the other night and right up the street, there, there was a bunch of cop cars that came ran by there. That's why it came up. And they're like, oh, I wonder if they're going back to that massage place. I was like, what massage place? 
And there was a massage place in Kennesaw, I guess, the other week that got busted for extra. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then knocked them out. And then somebody that I know, an older, very distinguished, intelligent gentleman that I'm friends with, was telling me about a certain place in the country that is known that you would not even expect it to have a lot of these types of places. And he was telling me a story how he went one time to get a massage while he was in town at this place, not in Georgia. And the dude started going up by his butt. Ball. Oh. Yeah. He's like, I never got another massage in that city ever again. Mm-hmm. The dude. The dude. Yeah. The dude was trying what to give him we, extra. If wow. it would have been a nice, attractive lady, would have changed anything. <clears throat> He'd uh, be a regular once a week. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're heterosexual, I'm sure it would change things, you know. He's not talking about me as a distinguished gentleman. No, it's not Manny, by the way. (laughs) I didn't say it was Manny. He's looking at me like, hmm. (laughs) And I don't live in Kennesaw. (laughs) So let me tell you this story again. So Manny told me the other day. (laughs) A friend asked. Let's call him Hanny, okay? Uh, I've lost my job, excuse me, and I have no source of income. I'm homeless and can't pay my court-ordered restitution payments. What do I do? That's a good question. Uh, You go back to court, and they have to modify based on your ability to pay. We don't really have a debtor's prison, so if there's been an order for restitution because you had a job and were doing okay at the time, but then you lost it, that's a significant change. So you go back in and modify your probation to either reduce the amount of restitution that's being paid on a monthly basis, or you can just, you know, get it taken off. But if he's homeless, couldn't he just get arrested and go sit in jail? He could, but I'm just telling you, it's not be on the street. All right, well, good meals is not exactly what it is. Like it's more than what he's getting on the street. You don't know that. I mean, there's a lot of healthy looking (laughs) dudes. If you go up and down Roswell Road, there's like three homeless guys um, that are very healthy looking that stay in certain bus stops along the way even try to give them food a couple times they said now nah, we don't need that because they're not really homeless they're hustlers no this guy's homeless he's always out on the bench on this part of lake forest you know between mid between buckhead and sandy springs there's like three spots if you just go down roswell road you'll see these people there every day my favorites are the ones that are always on the corner and they've got brand new jays on and right. uh, they're talking on their cell phones but mm-hmm. they don't have the cell phone up to their ear because they got their airpods in <laughs> well, these guys don't have phones they're not hustling for money they're just in their little corner with their buggy and they have all their stuff as far as that goes so yeah, these guys are homeless, but they're finicky homeless because I've tried to give them croissants and stuff, and it was like, nah. <laughs> Take your damn really I want your croissant. Yeah, I felt really like, I don't know. Just Stop like, patronizing really? me, you man. <laughs> give, take your damn French croissant, Bach. Yeah, so it's like being in high school again and getting picked last. I'm getting rejected by the homeless guy when I'm trying to give him food. There was a, uh, in Orlando years and years ago, um, there was a bit that I used to do with the homeless and obviously would never, it wouldn't fly today, but and I'd go out there and I actually started to befriend some of these people. Now I'm paying them for their services. And there is this one guy uh, who is military veteran. You know, the more you get to know some of these people and their story, the, 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 the you feel bad and you know, all kinds of emotions go through. But this guy who's military vet and, um, <clears throat> You know, big beard, he talked like this. He always had this kind of, you know, this weird voice like that. But it was, people loved his voice, so I'd always go back to him. And I knew where to find him every Monday morning. And he would always be eating out of the dumpster of the sushi place. And they would throw away the sushi. So he's getting day-old, if not longer, sushi in the morning, day after, from the sushi place. And he's just chomping down, and he's eating it. And, it's just, I mean, it's disgusting, right? And he's like, oh, this is what keeps me healthy, man, because, you know, it's got a little bacteria in it after sitting out all night or all weekend. And I'm like, you got to be. So so I offered him. I said, hey, can can I can I take you to lunch or or can I give you some money to go to a night? No, man, I don't need to go to any place. I got sushi right here. People pay tons of money for this kind of food. And he just loved it. He would he wouldn't take he wouldn't take lunch. He wouldn't take a hotel. He wouldn't take any of that stuff. It's crazy. Oh, if the sushi, it's not like it's they're going to keep it. If they made it, it doesn't get sold. I guess they just put it in the dumpster that night, right? And you can just grab it that night or in the morning. Yeah. Manny, I'm not eating sushi out of the dumpster. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you're trying to make this sound. Maybe if it's a nice I won't even eat sanitary. Su- I won't even eat sushi at Kroger. You think I'm eating it out of a right. dumpster? Right. I don't, well, if I, I don't, I don't eat it I then, debate the grocery no store day. sushi. I'd probably go with the dumpster, maybe above the above grocery store. Above the grocery store. store. God yeah. knows how long that stuff's been in there. Uh, oh, let me do a voicemail here. All right. Again, remember, you can leave a voicemail for Manny at 404-369-3825, 404 404- 
fox duck, right? Fox duck. Yeah, fox duck. Fox duck, yeah. Brandon, has he ever eaten sushi out of a dumpster? Oh, Brandon probably eats a lot of stuff out of a dumpster. <laughs> we, we used to go dumpster diving, not in the food ones. We found a lot of paperwork that we probably shouldn't have, but uh, that was about <laughs> the only time I've been in a dumpster. Well, like people's medical records? Yeah, and one outside of a school that had like all the logins for like the the school system and everything. But we already we were already out of school, so we didn't need that anymore. You just stand out in front of the school, be a creeper, and screech it, and start selling it to the kids that are leaving. Like I was just in your dumpster. It's pencil, by the way, if you're trying to get into the school computer. It's pencil. Uh, all right, here's twenty dollars for a letter grade. Yeah, really. Here you go. Hey, Manny Aurora. My name is Philip Fender out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. Got a question for you. I've had a lease on my apartment since mid-early June of 2022, and of course, when you first get your apartment, you present them your renter's insurance. I gave them the PDF of that as soon as I got it, the day I signed my lease, and I, for some reason, am being given a forced insurance policy, despite the fact that I have uh, renter's insurance that does by far meet their minimum requirements. And despite the fact that I've emailed my proof of insurance PDF to the property manager and corporate offices a gazillion times, I've literally called their corporate office and talked to one of their supervisors to get this straightened out. They are still trying to charge me for the forced insurance policy and a pretty hefty admin fee for that. Mm -hmm. And they are threatening pulling a collection agency after me. Is there anything I could do to get back at them for uh, trying to squeeze this money out of me when I've proven them multiple times that I have insurance? Thank you. Bye. You're welcome, Philip. All right. So just send them a certified letter so it's proof that they got it because you can deny getting emails and went to spam it went wherever. Or I would hand deliver a letter and get a signature saying that they received it, that I've got insurance, and they'll have to take it all off. If a collection company calls you, you file a response to the collection company saying if you do anything negative to my credit, I don't owe this money, and I can legally, under the statutes, sue the collection company for false information as far as you know charging them with any type of credit hit. So certified mail is always the best because no one can deny not getting it because there has to be a signature proof as far as that goes. Why are you frowning? And I would not pay any of that stuff if you've got regular insurance. Are you sad? Because it's just good information. And oh. I'm just sitting here thinking like, gosh, Manny is so smart. He knows everything. Well, he's a lawyer. I know. And he's been doing it for a minute. You just look sad. You're frowning. I'm not sad. I was just listening to what you That's your thinking like face. That. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Oh, it's just good to know. I yeah. thought you were sad. I wanted to comfort you. I wasn't sad. Okay. It is Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If the backseat passenger is the only one in the car on probation, can the cops search the whole car without permission? Good question. And can they pull me over if I have my tags and they're all up to date? But my insurance lapsed because of a credit card problem. Can they pull me over if it's only been a few days since it's lapsed? They can pull you over if it's lapsed. These days, on most highways or major roads, there's those <clears throat> license plate scanners. And so it'll come up with the registration, the ownership, insurance thing if there's a flag on it. So that's how the cars are getting tagged. If you all remember, Georgia 400 used to have that bridge, you know, the toll booth kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. They've since made it just a scanner readers. So they can check scanners and see who owes child support, who does this, who's got a warrant, anything like that. So, really? Yeah. So there's scanner readers all over the place. So when you see those funky things on the... You know, look like square radar looking things. Uh -huh. Some are to check if you're in the right lane with the pass or whatever, but there's also license plate readers at a lower level that are reading your license plate to check if there's fugitives and all that stuff, you know, that are out there. Well, now most tolls, like we were just down in Florida and they, they're starting to get rid of the tolls. You know, the state of Florida has, uh, you know, tolls, so you don't have to pay that ad valorem tax like in Georgia, uh, but they, they've gotten rid of the, the toll worker. So you just keep going and then you'll get something in the mail like, hey, you owe $5 for the toll. It's not a violation. It's just your charge. So you don't have to stop and back up traffic, which is actually kind of brilliant. But also what they're doing is they're running you through the system. Right. Wow. I but it's not that. just the toll booths. They're all over the road. So I'm just saying if you're just randomly going up 85, 75, whatever, you'll occasionally see what looks kind of funky. Like, I wonder what that is. But those are the license plate readers. So they're checking everybody. They are. So, I've gotten two tickets in the mail. 
Right. So if she didn't have insurance, even if it's for 20 minutes, that's it. It's expired. Then they have a reason to pull you over if that's exactly how it happened. Now, they can't search your car just because the guy's on probation unless there's some reasonable, articulable suspicion that there's some other crime is being committed. Having a probationer in the back doesn't do that. And in fact, you can't just search a probationer because you want to. You still have to have some scintilla of suspicion that they've done something wrong. You can't just say you're on probation. Strip. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Interesting. All right. I am 16 years old, and I lied about my age to a 43-year-old. He'd pick me up one night, and I drugged him and raped him. Now I'm pregnant, and he doesn't know. Can I get in trouble? Does he have rights to my baby? That cannot be real. Cannot be real. (laughs) You can't drug a guy and get pregnant because he couldn't. Perform. Well, yeah, because it wouldn't go if you're passed out. It's not like. Brandon, tell them how wrong they are. (laughs) (laughs) But I give you a damn Molly, Viagra, and a and a roofie, you'd be good to go. If if you're passed out, how do you, uh, for lack of a scientific term, spooge? Uh, so, Jesus, uh, he's dirty. Well, yeah. I don't know. Ask Brandon. Probably it, drugged up a lot. I think it would still work. What if they gave him like a Viagra too? I mean, he got wet dreams. I could see, you know, he's yeah. still doing it. Yeah, that's always been. I mean, this is going to sound horrible, but I've always, when I was single, I always wanted somebody to drug me and take advantage of me. Rip, but he's passed out. Yeah, but not of, that he's on high on drugs and enjoying it. I mean, you're passed out. You can't have a wet dream because you're not dreaming. No, 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 no. But not, not like totally passed out, but just blurry. And but they were nice to me. Like they didn't steal anything. They didn't hurt me or anything. <laughs> it was just kind of like a, a really funky experience. I know that sounds horrible, but it was just well. This person, this lady, should be more worried not so much about the rights to the baby, but a rape charge. Because that's essentially what happens. I mean, if you flipped it around and a guy gives you Molly and has sex with you and you're pregnant. No, no, no. She did it to him. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. If you flip it around, it'd be right off rape. That's the first thing you'd think of. This mm-hmm. is the same situation. A woman can rape a dude. Nobody says this out loud. Definitely, they don't email into a podcast and say it out loud. I mean, that's absurd. I know a male who was actually raped by a female. What did he do? Did he, did he tell? He didn't tell everybody. He did tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't tell everybody it it did mess with him because he was he was kind of small smallest person in our class she was bigger than him in stature and nature but at that time he was closeted homosexual so he hadn't like come out he despised women didn't want to be with women and she basically took advantage of him on this on the strength of you're going to do this or i'm going to tell everybody you're gay type of thing Uh so she just forced him to do it that's another dream of mine and he was he was pretty messed up. Behind Somebody that. just say I want to. I mean, I don't really have too many skeletons, but you better have sex with me, or I want to tell somebody something. Like, okay. <laughs> well, I, is that the dream or the closet of gay part? I wasn't right. sure. By the way, <laughs> better context, please. By the way, I'm closeted gay guy. <laughs> All the, so, what do you just what do you tell this person? Uh, I'd no, say we, keep a low profile because yeah, I don't right. imagine the person's going to come after the kid, but. That's a potential rape charge, and depending on the state they're calling from, like Georgia, you could have statute limitations is much longer than the four years. That's crazy. 16 could, years old and do that to a 43-year-old? What's that? Do they do they send pregnant women to jail, or do they, like, delay it a little bit, depending on the crime? No, they'll send them. You'll go to jail. Oh, damn. Yeah. You have the baby in the jail? Mm-hmm. Yes. So The, the baby got a the girl time, too, or they take him out? No, they put them into <laughs> social services, because I don't think a baby would know they're serving time. <laughs> Yeah, they put them in the cribs to the bars. They get used to them, and it's just a certain corridor of the jail. It's kind of like a nursery where they just put the babies in there and you serve hard time. Paint a mustache on the baby and put a cigar in its mouth and say, yeah. I think in some other countries they let the baby stay in there with them, though. Or is that just TV? Because in Wentworth they do. That's Australia. Oh, who knows? That's great. Babies would love jail. They don't need a lot of space. They can go to the bathroom wherever they want. (laughs) They're not going to, like, there's not going to be a baby gang. So babies aren't going to be fighting each other. <laughs> and it seems baby. like it brings the women together when the baby's in there with them. Yeah, so there you go. Bunch of positives. I mean, they do bring in puppies even here to help the inmates you know, stay calm. They have those puppy training facilities and stuff in a lot of prisons. Oh. You better hide true. You better hide those boobs, though, when you breastfeed because that's going to turn on the, the inmates, right? I don't think so. Whip that thing out. Yeah, there's nothing sexual about watching a woman. Oh, I agree. Like, oh. But <laughs> if, if you're in jail or one of your married friends that hasn't had sex in three years, then you're probably, it's going to be a huge, Brandon I mean, loves that I'm not that saying stuff. nobody had sex in three years. I'm saying it's not as huge a deal if you're going to prison, if you love somebody that, you know, you can write it out. And the three years are really, like I said, it's about 22 months. I don't know, dude. If we took a poll 
and asked people, married people, could you go three years without sex or would you cheat on your significant other? I think might not be over 50%, but I think you might get like 20 to 30. Well, they're not going to admit it because they're, they're lying to themselves, but there's a good percentage of people that are like, oh, this is part of the deal. I need sex. I'm going to, I might have sex with somebody else. Doesn't mean I love them. I'm still going to love my significant other, but I definitely need to have sex. So are you polling women here or men? Cause I'm sure women can go a lot longer if they love somebody just. Actually, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think it would be more of a woman problem than it would be a man problem. I've gone three years without having sex. Well, you're different. What do you mean I'm different? You're kind of asexual. So what does that mean? I, I just means that you know, Brandon, tell her she just reproduces with herself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> I get plenty of D. Don't try it. <laughs> I chose to not have sex for three years. Why would you choose not to have sex for three years? Because I was consecrating myself. You were what? I was consecrating myself. I don't even know what that means. See? Well, explain it to me. So basically, I was on a journey of spirituality where I wanted to live as pure as possible. So I didn't listen to secular music. I didn't curse. I didn't do drugs. I didn't have sex. I didn't do nothing. Uh, how'd that work out for you? It worked out great. Yeah. Are you <clears throat> pure now? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you have sex again. Now I do, but I oh. didn't for three years. So you're pure then, but you're not pure now. Right. Okay, so that was a whole like waste. 90% pure. Yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was a whole waste of it three years. It was not a waste. It got me to another level that I needed to go spiritually. It's like dieting, you know, to get down to the ideal weight, and then you're like, oh, screw it now. I'm just going to dive right back in, and you gain an extra 20 pounds. <laughs> She's going all Aaron Rodgers on us. He's taking his four-day right. quiet retreat, except <laughs> she did it for three years. Her point is, if that she loves somebody, mm -hmm. it you did it voluntarily just for yourself, but right. if you actually love somebody and you supported them and they had to go through this, you'd last it out. I would. Oh, I'm not saying I couldn't do it. I mean, and if Rach and I were separated in three years, of course I would stay faithful. I'm talking about other people. Would you stay faithful if she was going to jail? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I see that you'd probably pack up your stuff and be like, we're getting divorced. You're a criminal now. Oh, God, no. You can't be no, married to a no. criminal. Dude, you know the ratings, like the, uh, the, uh, the content we would have would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's married to an inmate. I mean, oh my god! You could call in once a week. Exactly. Like, How many shanks this week? Man? I've actually tried to push her to go to jail a couple times. Just you know, like when I start running low on content, I'm like, you need to go to jail just for the experience. <laughs> it's a bucket list situation. Come on, you might want to be incarcerated to help the kid out with some. I'm just my brain's not working. Okay. All right, here's uh, another voicemail. Hey, man, this is James. I heard you talking about cops uh, being immune in most cases from being sued. Just curious, what would they have to do or say for uh, for their for for to be a case against them? And would you sue the cop or the police department as a whole? Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so. What would cause you to be able to sue a police officer? Just look at the TV news. It's those types of cases that go way over the line. If you're in your normal scope of duties and you're within the policies and protocol of, you know, how you arrest somebody or when you can pepper spray them and things like that, that's totally fine. But when you look at the case that's been in the news recently where you're just pepper spraying him and cursing the guy and kicking him in the head and stuff like that, that's crossing the line. But you would also sue the police department because the police officers themselves while they would also be sued, don't have any money. They're essentially judgment-proof because they're, it's not like they have a big bank account. So you would go after the the city police department, the county police department, whoever it is, and they're insured for things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's a very, very high standard. So the stuff you see on TV, essentially it's got to be that bad to get any any money out of the because you've been hurt pretty badly. Yeah. I know. That, I think the last time you were in, probably why that voicemail came in, you were talking about that is there was, I don't know if it was a case of yours, you're, you're suing or something like that, but I, I saw a couple of people on social media comment on it as well, you know, cause you're right. There's, you know, small town USA, they got their own rules and, and, you know, you talk about going through Butts County or something like that. It, it's, and I'm not saying anything wrongs with Butts County cause I don't know, but small town USA definitely have their own rules and they need to sometimes get in check. Right. Right. Well, the only way you're going to get in check is thankfully there's video and stuff like that out there so i mean just think of two weeks ago when they released the video footage and the families out there crying and those are the kinds of cases where you're going to get a lawsuit it's not just going to be oh he was a little rough with me as long as you're within policies and protocols and you're doing it for the right reason now if you're 
digging up dirt on your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend and stuff, you know, that's outside the scope of your duties and things like that. That's what makes you susceptible to being sued. And you would have to go after the county or the city police department because otherwise there's no money. But on the other hand, you know, if you ever get pulled over by Small Town USA, they're sometimes a lot more lenient if you're cool with them. You know, I mean, sure. I've been pulled over in some of those back roads, like going to Destin and whatnot in Alabama. And, you know, I was like, you know, first thing I tell them is like, you know, hi, how are you? By the way, I have a firearm. I have a concealed carry permit, but there is a firearm in the, in the vehicle. Just wanted to let you know. They're always very appreciative of that. And, uh, and then we just kind of, you know, like the dogs will be in there. I think this lady, she was a, a, a lesbian officer in Alabama stopping me and wherever. And she's like, oh, the dogs start talking dog stuff. She let me go because they had a nice conversation. So she wasn't like going by the book because I was going 70 and a 45. She was like, cool, because I had dogs and I told her I had a gun. Well, it also helps if you're white and you got a nice truck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here looking at him like, it was cool. That's you not know, true. I had, I had like, 10 day laborers in the bed. Were <laughs> <laughs> <Are> they hiding? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a long one. Is there a way I can sue my cousin for possibly causing a money fraud with my father's death? My cousin quickly took it in his hands to find the funeral services uh, to find the funeral services for my father when he passed. Claimed to pay all the expenses, but he told the mortuary that my father uh, had no children and had an uncle sign papers. I found this out myself and changed the papers. He then insulted my mom and I and me and kept all donations at the open casket. My father told my mother before he passed that he had a life policy but I could not find a single paper regarding a life policy. I was told by a witness that as the ambulance took my father before his death, these family members searched his entire room so I can believe they would have taken any papers from that life policy. I wanted to know if there's anything I can do or find out to take legal action. Any help would be greatly appreciated. That happens a lot, I'm sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Your cousin goes into your dad's house and takes all your stuff? Yeah. My I mean, friend that right just sounded now. bizarre. Her her stepfather, but he's her dad. He raised her from the time she was probably three or four years old. He is um he has some kind of terminal cancer and he's dying. His ex wife's daughter, who's not his daughter, she's not any relation to him, had gone and had him sign all these papers that when he passes, everything will be left to this girl. This man has three biological children. Right, Luckily, but at least they she found had the paperwork. This is just some dude going in there doing it. So when the hospital's going out there, there's an address. You have to do probate for the will, assuming he has one. And on the life insurance policy, the beneficiaries are listed. So if you're not the beneficiary, you're not getting it because the the will doesn't control the life insurance, right? So if I wanted to die and I say I want to leave everything to Jason Bailey, there's nothing my wife could do about it. The stuff that goes through our will be our house, our cars, bank accounts, all that kind of stuff. But you know how paperwork says who's your beneficiary mm-hmm. for this or that? Mm-hmm. That's inside and outside of the will. Right. Okay? So they wouldn't have any benefit for taking the life insurance and those kinds of things. And, yeah, I would call the police because that's a crime as far as the fraud goes, that they're claiming to be the sole relatives of this person. Um, you'd have a pretty good cause of action. Those people, I bet you feel justified. Because they're family oh, and they yeah. feel like they're doing the right thing and they feel like they deserve it. I've seen it numerous times. Money changes people, family, blood, and even just the smallest amounts of money. I knew a girl who didn't have much and then she came into some money because she was an athlete and she got a million dollars. She was a boxer. And then she got injured in a match. The girl pushed her over. Um, she hit her head and she was like a paraplegic. She was, she, she was a vegetable, essentially. Her family, who didn't talk to her all that much, came in to see her at the hospital, wanted her to sign all of her rights over with the pen, like putting the pen in her mouth. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds crazy. like a movie that I've seen with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> He's just messing with you. <laughs> oh, he is? Oh, my gosh. I was about to say, that's horrible. But, but again, somebody... In, <laughs> Thank in, you. In, I was seeing if somebody pick it up. I was just going to let it go because she seemed enthralled with it. Movie. <laughs> Would you but tell her the name of the movie? Million Dollar Baby. No, it's I very know depressing. stuff like this that's happening in real life. My mother's um, husband's family, something like that similar happened to a, her a daughter. She's in there. She's out of her mind. They're in there having her sign stuff involuntarily and took all of her money. This, well, I've that this shouldn't happen because if they're signing it, it, it has to eventually go to probate, you know, or some type of hearing because the whole point is if you're not competent to do it, there's 
well, let's not get into the weeds, but yeah, that just sounds bizarre, and I'm sorry that your cousin screwed you over, but sounds like you have a cause of action. What about the girl I was telling you about? Oh, oh, well, so. she won an Academy Award, so she's doing fine. <laughs> You're telling me fake stories. I'm telling you real it's life It's not stuff. a fake story. It's a real movie. Fake. It's a real fictional story. Uh, it's probably <laughs> ad- adapted from a true story or something. Is it? Here's the last one. Is it illegal to jump? Um, oh, Manny, look at you. are not studio Sorry. prepared. Well, look is at it, this. It's, it's on red, see? Is it, it shouldn't be ringing. Yeah. Is it illegal to jump someone's front yard fence for a few seconds? My ball went into my neighbor's yard, and when I retrieved it, he yelled at me and said he was going to go call the cops. Well, if it's your neighbor, they're not going to... There's no real criminal trespass issue there if you're just going in to get your ball, but you can call the cops on anybody for anything, but there's nothing that's going to happen if you're going in there to get the ball. That's going to be the house that gets burned up next, it sounds like, with the uh, love the neighbors Mm -hmm. (laughs) seem to have. But yeah, there's nothing to worry about. That's a good let show. Him, let them threaten that, yes. hey. That's like, when, you remember when they, they started, they used to have like uh, Southern Fried Homicide and Wives mm-hmm. with Knives and Snapped. And then all those shows have now like graduated and gone to like the Oxygen Channel or, or whatever. And they're, yep. they're gone. So they're always trying to find new shows. Fear Thy Neighbor is one of my favorites. I it's, love Fear It's Thy really neighbor. good. Just shows you how freaking, like if, if you have neighbors that you like, like my neighbors right now, I love my neighbors. Love, love, love my neighbors. If I were ever to sell my house, I would have to interview people to buy my house so they would fit into the fabric of the neighborhood. That's how much <laughs> I love my neighbors. I want to make sure that they don't have a bad neighbor. Right. And uh, so to find good neighbors is, is I don't want to say hard to do, but when you got it, it's appreciative, unlike these fear thy neighbor people. I don't talk to my neighbors. Oh, you got to talk neighbor. to your neighbors. You take well, a- the neighbor I have now, she's mean. She doesn't like my dogs. She sits on the porch all day and smokes weed, and she's a school teacher. She's very mean. We need to get you out of that neighborhood. <laughs> no. Sounds like she's moving. <laughs> she's got to be moving soon. Horrible. <laughs> Sounds like Nikki needs to <laughs> find a better place for her and her family to live. Jesus. Darn school teacher. She's yelling all, right. all in my ring. The uh, AuroraLawFirm.com is the website for Manny. Specializes in criminal law. Yes, located here in Atlanta, Georgia, but does practice nationwide. So if you need them. Get a hold of them. Go to the website, theaurorawlawfirm.com. You can find them on social media as well. So do a good follow there. And the hotline for any questions for his next visit, 404-369-3825 and podcastthebs.com. Best of luck with your half-dressed-up Zoom meeting, and uh, we appreciate you stopping by. Just letting you know what happens behind the curtain. Nice hoodie. God knows what's underneath the suit on the upper body. The Aurora Law Firm, breaking the fourth wall. (laughs) Minute by minute. All right. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.